When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Another edition of Talking Out Loud. I am your host, Drew. Excited to be here. Dayton coming off a victory against the UC Bearcats over the weekend. I'm recording this Wednesday afternoon at 2.30 p.m. So Dayton's game against Oakland has not happened yet. But we will discuss that on the back half of this podcast. I am going to the game, so I will have some observations from that. And all that will go into the second half of the podcast. But for now... In the first half of the podcast, we are going to discuss Dayton's rather large victory, both on the scoreboard and in the grand scheme of their season, against the Cincinnati Bearcats at the Heritage Bank Center in downtown Cincinnati. So let's just get it going right away. Dayton, big victory, 82-68 over the UC Bearcats. They hold them to their lowest point output of the season. Uh, Their lowest output was 69 in their opener. Uh, Dayton holds them to one less than that, 68. So right off the bat, good stuff there. Uh, A team that was averaging about 83 points a game going into it. Uh, Dayton does a very, very good job against them and holds them under well below their average. While Dayton scores, 82. And player of the game, let's just not beat around the bush here, player of the game was Deron Holmes. He was the best player on the floor. It didn't matter who you see through at him. He had the answer to the test. He, He played very well. He showed why he was on the All-American watch list before the season. It's the kind of game in, that you want to see Duran have, and it's the one we expect him to have when the competition steps up. And this was a step up in competition, even though Dayton won by double digits. UC is probably one of the better teams that they're going to see until they get to conference play. And you know, outside of Houston, you could argue it is the best team that they've seen sit, uh, in, non-con- in the non-con. So that's kind of where... Duran has to take the lead and take the charge, and he did just that. But right behind him, 
is Kobe Elvis, who is starting to play some very, very good basketball lately. Um, his last three games, he's been sensational. He scores 27. He shoots 6 of 11 from the field, goes 14 of 14 from the free throw line. Dayton was 28 of 30 from the free throw line in this game, which is just excellent. 93%. You will take that every single time. You know, getting 30 attempts. And it's something that I have clamored for since the beginning of the year is that I wish Dayton would get to the free throw line more. And they really did make it an emphasis to get to the basket, get fouled, go to the free throw line. And everyone made their free throws. And, you know, contrast that with UC, who only goes to the line 16 times and only makes eight of them, 50%. So that was a big difference in the game. And Dayton really, really took advantage of that. They shot eight of 21 from three, which was 38%, while UC shot six of 25 for 24%. Dayton's three-point defense coming to this game was not good. And, you know, I don't want to call it stellar. It was better, but UC also missed some open ones. They they did not shoot the ball well at all. Uh, 27 of 73, 37% from the field, 24% from three, 50% from the line. That's disgusting numbers from the University of Cincinnati. Dayton gets out-rebounded in this one, 41-34. to 34. Uh, UC grabs 20 offensive rebounds. I'm pretty sure I said on the podcast that if they give up, uh, if they give up 20 that they would have found themselves in some trouble. Turns out I'm wrong a lot. So they give up the 20 offensive rebounds. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. They still win the game by double digits. So uh, I thought they did an admirable job on the boards. They, you know, obviously you look and you see 20 offensive rebounds and, you know, your eyebrows can kind of raise, but I honestly didn't think it was all too awful throughout the game. So uh, one thing I did want to highlight here, fast break, fast break points. Uh, I thought Dayton would slow it down a little bit more and, you know, they played their normal style. They played their normal pace. They pushed it when they, when they could. And then when they couldn't, they slowed it down. Uh, They had 10 fast break points, but, uh, Cincinnati, zero. Goose egg in the fast break point department. That is, uh, that's a stellar job defensively, not allowing them to get out and run like uh, they've liked to do this season and allow them to get easy ones in transition. That's a very, very good job defensively. I thought Anthony Grant had probably his best coach game in a very, very long time. Uh, he coached circles around West Miller, and there's going to be people that listen to that and aren't going to like when I say that, but you go back, put the tape on and watch like Anthony Grant completely outclassed and outcoached Wes Miller in that basketball game. And you ask any UC fan and they will agree with me. And I was working the radio broadcast and you know, it was apparent that Anthony Grant just kind of had the upper hand on, on Wes Miller all night long. And it, it showed, and I thought Dayton played very confident. They looked very sure of themselves while UC, they, didn't and you know the one big complaint that Cincinnati fans have had about their team is that they don't really have an identity and after watching them play against Xavier and against Dayton that's kind of true you just kind of don't really know what kind of team you see wants to be on a given night and they don't really have that player when things bog down for them to get the ball to and say figure it out we need a basket whereas Dayton had two of them on this night with Duran and Kobe Elvis. It's if they ever found themselves in a rut, it was get it to 15 and let them get a bucket or get it to 24 and let them get something up or go to the free throw line. So Kobe Elvis also finished this game with three assists to one turnover. Another thing Dayton did very well. They took care of the basketball, only six total turnovers in the game. 
Uh, only 13 total between the two teams. UC only had seven turnovers. So both teams did a pretty good job of taking care of the ball. But, you know, th those turnovers allowed for the zero fast break points. And when you take care of the basketball, it can kind of offset your rebounding troubles a little bit. It's when you give up all of the offensive rebounds and turn the basketball over is when things can get ugly. So Dayton did a very, very good job of taking care of the ball. Uh, Javon Bennett had half of our turnovers, which, you know, is kind of to be expected. He is, you know, he hold, he has the ball most of the time. And you look at his box score, you know, 4 from the field, 3 from 3, made two free throws, you know, two assists, three turnovers, two steals, two points. You know, you look at that box score and you think, oh, well, Javon Bennett didn't really have a good game. But he had an impact in the game. I thought he did a good job just kind of pestering the UC guards, both Day-Day Thomas and Jizzle James. You know, between those two, they go 8 of 21 for 19 points. Uh, I thought they did a very, very good job on the perimeter. And uh, the big guys, you know, Aziz Bondongo had, was 4 or 5. I think he had three dunks. You did a good job on C.J. Frederick, who was their shooter. Uh, John Newman, one of seven, and then uh, Victor Lakin, or Lakin, excuse me, uh, who was the leading scorer for UC coming into this game. You hold him to two of nine, 0 of five from three, 0 of one from the line, four points. So they did a very, very good job on him, and not allowing him to establish himself within the flow of the game. So Dayton, it, it was a massive win. It, it's a quad one win as it currently stands. We'll see if it stays there. I have my I have my doubts with UC going forward. If you want to take a look at a, a very, very tough road, uh, just go and look at UC's first six Big 12 games this year. They could very easily go 1-5 in those games. So we'll see if this remains a Q1 win, but I don't think it'll drop below a Q2. And it's an important one for Dayton. And they don't have any bad losses on their resume as it currently stands, with their only losses being to both Houston and Northwestern. And they've got a couple quality wins in there, too, with at SMU, this one. And we'll see on St. John's. I believe Xavier played St. John's tonight, so that'll be one that Dayton fans have their eyes on there. So from here, you just got to keep building. You know, Oakland is a good a good basketball team. It, it, this, this won't be a pushover game, and we'll talk about it more later on in the podcast when the game is over. But they are 140 in Ken Palm. They're 6-6. Six and six. Uh, they have the 122nd ranked offense and the 173rd ranked defense. Uh, their tempo is in the Dayton ballpark, so it would be two teams playing the same style of ball. Uh, they're very well tested. Their non-strength or their non-conference strength of schedule is a plus 9.24, which is 15th in the country. So they are battle tested. They beat Xavier on the road. So this is not a game that Dayton can take lightly. This is a game that Dayton needs to take care of their business, and I think they will. I think these guys are are mature enough to understand that, yes, you know, they won on Saturday. It was a great win. We, we celebrated it a lot. We had a good time with it. But, you know, it's time to move on. It's time to move forward. It's time to focus on the task at hand, and that task at hand is Oakland. So I mentioned their Ken Palm rating. A quick check up on Dayton's rating here. Dayton is 40th in the Ken Palm. And top 40 is where you want to be. Uh, right below them are uh, good old friend Xavier. And uh, Cincinnati still sits at 37 at 9-2. and two. So top 40, that's where you want to be when it comes to the at-large stuff. Uh, as long as you don't have any bad losses uh, through the rest of the non-con or in-conference play, you're going to put yourself in a very, very nice position for an at-large if the Atlantic 10 tournament doesn't go your way. And that's all you can ask for if you're a Dayton fan, is just to put yourself in the position that 
if you don't get the A-10 title, that you're, you feel confident that you will be one of the teams selected for an at-large bid. And if you're in the top 40 in Ken Palm, you probably have a pretty good chance at that. So that's where Dayton stands right now in Ken Palm. Give me one second here to check the net. And in the net rankings, they're 30th. So, you know, you're, you're, in, you're in a good spot. If you could win this Oakland game kind of going away, that could go a long way because the net really values when you blow teams out. So Dayton in, in a very good spot here. They've had a stellar non-con so far. Got a couple more to clean up before the end of the non-con schedule and you go into Atlantic 10 play. You get those two. You go into conference play 10-2 and two with a couple of good wins in your pocket. And you got a lot of forward momentum rolling downhill as we move forward. And that's where you want to be. And this team is really, really starting to gel. They're really starting to play well. Uh, I, I said it in the last show, but that you can tell they're just playing with so much more confidence now ever since getting that win at SMU. They've been playing some really, really good basketball. And you just kind of hope it can continue and you keep getting better. You know, for as good as Dayton's played, there are still areas that they can get better. Namely, rebounding. The rebounding is its officially an issue. It's officially something I'm worried about. It's something that could come back to haunt us later on in the year, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Taking care of the ball, too. And they did a better job of it on Saturday, but they got to keep getting better and keep taking care of the basketball. That's so important, especially when you're as weak of a rebounding team as Dayton is. So, But they're shooting the ball well. They're still an elite three-point shooting team when, in college basketball. They're shooting... 40% from three on 9.1 attempts a game still. They're holding their opponents now to 34% on 6.9 attempts per game, so that's gone up. They're shooting 76% from the free throw line this year as a team, which is stellar. And they're getting 15 a game, and that's a good number there. They're only allowing 9.4, so they're doing a good job of, of playing defense without fouling. And they're shooting 47% from the field, so you know, 45, 40, and you know, oh, you know, over 75 in all three shooting percentage departments, that's that's stellar. That's going to get it done. And they're averaging 14.6 assists a game, and they're averaging 11.4 turnovers. So they're th- plus three in that. Uh, the margin is right around the same. They're forcing about 10. They give it up about 11. So, you know, a little on the negative side when it comes to uh, turnover differential. So that's kind of where things stand and as a, as a collective in the team stand uh, stats department and the, the individual stats, obviously Deron Holmes is your leading scorer at 17.5 a game, averaging almost seven boards. Uh, he's got 24 blocks on the season and 27 assists. Nate Santos is three point percentage is still at 54.8 and he has not shot it very well in the last uh, two games. So, uh, you know, I think his regression to the mean is kind of coming for him, but uh, Kobe Brea is shooting 51% from three on 60 attempts. He is 31 of 60. That is shooting the basketball. I'd have to do some research, but I got to imagine uh, if he keeps on the pace that he is, that this will be the best three-point shooting season percentage-wise for a Dayton Flyer of all time, and if not of all time, you know, certainly in quite a while. Uh, Kobe Elvis's three-point percentage has gone up to 34%. Uh, Javon Bennett is shooting 23%. That's not very good. 12 of 51. So, you know, that's kind of where Dayton is from a scoring and shooting standpoint. Um, the assists and rebounds, obviously, Duran is actually, Nate Santos is our leading rebounder with seven. Duran Holmes with 6.9. So they're essentially tied. And in the assist department, Kobe Elvis has 39 assists. Javon Bennett has 32. And Duran has 27. 
So those are your top three assist guys, which with Duran, it doesn't really surprise you because a lot of teams throw double teams at him. And he could, in all honesty, he could have a lot more uh, assists if we make some of those, you know, skip pass out of a double team threes that he loves to throw to people. So that's kind of where Dayton is going into tonight's action against Oakland. So what we'll do now is we're going to take a quick ad break. And on the back end of this, you are going to hear the rapid reaction of Dayton versus Oakland. I am heading to Dayton here shortly uh, to get up there and go to the game. This will only be the second game I've gotten to attend this year, so I'm very much looking forward to that. And on, as I said, uh, when we come back from the break, you'll hear all my thoughts on that game. So stay tuned, and we'll catch you on the other side of this break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back in to Talking Out Loud. From the break, I have returned from the Decibel Dungeon, and Dayton has picked up an impressive victory over Oakland with a final score of 91-67. to Dayton dominates this game for about 39 minutes and 30 seconds of it. A great performance all around. This offense, I, I think it's, it's no longer just a mirage or anything. This is just a good offensive basketball team, and tonight really, really put that into full effect. Javon Bennett leads all scores. Well, not all scores. Townsend for Oakland had 21, but as far as Dayton goes, Javon Bennett leads the team with 19 points. Kobe Elvis with 14. Nate Santos with 13. Deron Holmes with 10. Kobe Brea with 17. My math is correct. That is five players in double figures. I would have to go dig back and do some research since the last time we've done something like that. An impressive, impressive performance from Dayton. And you take a look, you see Oakland. You see they're 6-7, and seven, but they are not a pushover basketball team. They beat Xavier at Xavier. They have played Illinois tough. They have played Ohio State. They have played Michigan State and Dayton on the road. They play a very, very tough schedule, as I kind of alluded to in the first part of this podcast. But And Dayton handled them. I think it's safe to say that you won't be seeing teams playing zone very much against Dayton because Oakland played probably 95% zone tonight, and it didn't work at all. And... It looked like that their game plan was to not let Deron Holmes take the game over. And, you know, you look at Deron's stat line, 10 points, 8 boards, only 4 of 7 from the field. You know, he's been battling some flu. Uh, He was under the weather coming into tonight's game. And uh, everyone else just picked up the slack. Javon Bennett played his best game as a Dayton Flyer tonight. I thought he played spectacularly. Uh, 19 points, 9 assists, no turnovers. That You'll take that from your point guard every single— and he even chipped in 4 boards tonight. Uh, I, I was very, very impressed with him and the fact that he has stepped into the starting point guard role and played so well, you know, so we've had to go this whole season without Mally Smith and Bennett has done a great, great job of stepping into that role and he's really starting to grow in that role. Every game he's getting better and better and better. 
Uh, speaking of getting better and better, Kobe Elvis, another good good game for him tonight. Uh, he didn't shoot it as efficiently, but he was 3 of 9 from 3, 14 points, chipped in 6 assists, no turnovers as well. So from your two primary ball handlers, you had 15 assists and no turnovers. That's very, very good ball right there. Uh, Enoch Cheeks continues to do a lot of really good things on the defensive end. Uh, he, he plays with a lot of energy. You know, he, he doesn't give you much in the way of offense, but he plays so dang hard and he plays so dang well on the defensive end that, and you know, with the way that our team is constructed, you know, he doesn't need to give you offense at any given time. He, he thrives in his role. And I thought he had an excellent game and Kobe Brea, let's have the Kobe Brea conversation. So coming into tonight, he was shooting 31 of 60 from three. He goes five of eight in this game tonight. So 30, 36 of 68. I mean, on he's shooting 51% on six attempts a game. That's an absurd percentage. And if he keeps shooting it like this, NBA teams are going to come find him because it's, it's, it's pure. When the ball leaves his hands, you're – you're just thinking, yep, that's going in. And 52% of the time, that's the case. It's it's going in. And when he makes them, the ball doesn't touch any part of the iron. It is nothing but net, pure swish. And he's really, really starting to become the true Fuego. You know, his nickname is Fuego, and he is living up to that name this season. I mean, it's it's remarkable how well he's shooting the ball. And you know, the, the whole team. Really, uh, the Dayton is the second best three-point shooting team by percentage in college basketball, behind only Baylor. Imagine saying that at the beginning of the season with what with all the question marks we had on this roster. That's that's wild, and it, and also what leads me to believe that this isn't just a mirage or you know fluke or fool's gold. This is you know sustainable basketball. Now look, will Kobe Brea keep shooting fifty percent from three on six attempts? Regression would to the mean would say no, but who am I to say? I mean, when when he's he's in a zone, the likes of which ha- haven't been seen in a Dayton uniform in in quite a while. And if he keeps it up at this pace, he's probably gonna set the percentage record for threes in a season. And I asked my dad at the game tonight, you know, who who would be those contenders? And he brought up, uh, you know, Damon Goodwin was a very good shooter and. I was like, yeah, but Kobe's probably going to double them up in attempts. And so if he keeps giving us this, Dayton is going to be a tough team to deal with. And when you have to single up Deron Holmes, he's going to find ways to beat you when he is healthy and ready to go. And, and tonight he clearly was not. You could you could tell he was lacking that explosiveness. He was lacking the, the intensity that he had on Saturday. And, you know, I, I wasn't aware that he was sick going into the game, but I was listening to my good friend John Bedell on flyer feedback, talk about how he was feeling under the weather going into this one. And that makes a lot of sense. And the guys picked up the slack. So an awesome, awesome performance that is now three consecutive games of scoring 80 points in their fourth such game this year. Compare that to last season where they only scored over 80 plus points seven times. So they're three games away from matching their their total of last year of scoring 80 plus points. And we haven't even gotten to conference play yet. So this team is, they're on a roll. 
it's one of those things where you, you're on one hand, you're glad that you're getting 10 days off so these guys can get rested and go be with their families. But on the other hand, you're kind of like, man, I really wish we didn't have a 10 day layoff here and we could just kind of keep, keep it on rolling. But and that's the way college basketball goes. And, but you, you got to like where Dayton is this year. Anthony Grant's got them playing tremendously. I think he's done an exceptional job this year. I think he deserves a, a lot of credit and with, devising an offense that has worked and you know obviously guys got to make shots and guys got to execute but they are executing at a high level they're making shots at a high level and the the talent that he has brought in from the transfer portal like Javon Bennett like Enoch Cheeks like Isaac Jack uh, Petrus is getting more and more playing time I thought he played very well in the minutes that he was given tonight the roster just works and the pieces work and they fit and they play a great brand of basketball that fans can be proud of and that fans want to watch. You know, I, I struggled with watching Dayton last year because the offense would just get so anemic at times. But, man, they are, they're a fun basketball team to watch. And I haven't had this much fun watching a Dayton team since, you know, the glory year, the, the 1920 season. This is by far the best ball, stretch ball. This is by far the best stretch of basketball a Dayton team has played since the magical run of 2019-2020, and you, you got to be excited about where Dayton is. Heading into their final non-con game against Longwood, who's 12-2 and uh, currently as it stands, another bye game that isn't against, you know, a podunk nobody, you know, this will be decent competition for them. But I think Oakland is a better basketball team than Longwood in the, the little bit I know about them. I, I think if you, if you took Oakland and Longwood and they played a game, I, I have a feeling that Oakland would be favored. So if they keep doing what they're doing, they're going to handle their business and they're going to go into conference play with a ton of momentum. Top of the, they'll be the the favorite in the league as they were in the preseason, and it's going to be you know well founded and it's it's you know it's going to be the truth that they are going to be the favorite going into conference play. And you just got to be extremely extremely excited about the way that Dayton is playing basketball right now. And yeah, just it, it's a lot of fun and. Gosh, it's just so much more fun when you're winning and you're playing well, isn't it? I, I tweeted it. I tweet the "Just Win Baby" gift gift before every every game, and half of it's a joke. But the fun is winning. Winning is a lot of fun, and I would much rather watch my basketball team win than watch them lose. I know that's a bit of a hot take, but uh, yes, I prefer winning over losing. So again, Dayton a winner over Oakland, ninety one sixty seven. So they're they have won six in a row. And really, I've talked about it before, but you, the, the SMU game was the turning point. That was the turning point of the season. The season could have gone a lot of different directions on the basis of record of that game. And Dayton somehow pulls out the victory. And ever since then, they have been rolling downhill. They have been playing well. They have put themselves firmly in the conversation for an at-large discussion. They have no bad losses. Their only two losses being to Houston, who is the number one Ken Palm team, still undefeated and Northwestern at on the road in a game that, you know, they very easily probably could have won. And, you know, they didn't, and it doesn't sink them by any means. You know, losing to Northwestern isn't, you know, that's a that's not a bad loss by any stretch. So if Dayton can survive Longwood, which I think they should, and they head into conference play without any bad losses on the resume, you are really, really positioning yourself very well come March. So, Let's dive into the league a little bit. The league has been playing you know, some, some good ball lately. Dayton has now joined 
the ranks of the best record in the conference at 9-2. and two. They join a group of George Mason, George Washington, and St. Joe's. Duquesne is 8-2, and two, UMass 6-2, and two, Davidson is 8-3, LaSalle is 8-3, St. Bonaventure 7-3, Loyola Chicago is 7-5, Richmond is 6-5, BCU is 6-5, St. Louis is 7-6, and, and then Fordham and Rhode Island are the only two teams in the conference that are under 500 at 5-6. Things are not going very swimmingly for our old friend Ryan Archie Miller up in Kingston, Rhode Island. So that is where the A-10 currently stands. After action on Wednesday night, a quick check of the scoreboard in the Atlantic 10. Obviously, Dayton, a winner tonight, 91-67 over Oakland. And the only other A-10 game uh, on this Wednesday night was St. Louis taking a loss to NC State by 12 on the road, 82-70. to uh, NC State beats St. Louis. So that's where the A-10 currently stands. That's in Dayton, I think, is playing the best basketball of anyone in the league, and that's that's really all you can ask for. So that's going to do it for me tonight. Just a quick recap of the, Oak, the Oakland game and a little bit of a preview for Longwood and talking about, obviously, the aforementioned UC win from last Saturday. The fellas have 10 days off, uh, so I'm hoping I can lock down an interview for next week. There will be an episode next week, despite uh, no game. So we'll see what we can uh, draw up for next week. But Dayton, just they're they're playing really good ball right now. And folks, just, just hop on the ride and enjoy it. Because 2019-2020 taught me that whenever Dayton has a really, really good ball club, you just got to sit and enjoy the ride and hope that it can go and go for as long as it can. And this... Season has a little bit of, of a magical feeling to it. And now it's early. It's very early. You know, there's a lot of basketball left to be played until we get to the finish line. But you got to love where Dayton's at. you got to love how we have started. And you can really feel the excitement starting to come back and be interjected into the fan base again. Really, since COVID, you can really, really feel like this has got the potential to be a very, very special basketball team. So with that, we have two rules on this show. They are wear red. They are be loud. We will catch you next week. I hope you, all of you have a very, very great Christmas and happy holidays, whatever you're celebrating. And I hope you will tune in next week for the next episode. And with that, I leave you all with this. Go Dayton Flyers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.